Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Day's here with Todders and Aaron McIntyre. I am still here in Dallas. They are back in Des Moines. And of course, all of you, a little housekeeping. We've all got unique travel schedules here the rest of the week, uh, taking some post-election time off. So tomorrow when you tune in and we're all wearing the exact same clothes, don't want you to think we just suddenly went beatnik or degenerate because we're that depressed. Although, it's tempting. <laughs> all right. Uh, no, we're going to be recording uh, tomorrow's show right after today's show because then we're all off and gallivanting around the country uh, the rest of the week. And and we also want to make sure uh, some of the data that you will uh, you'll know probably by this time uh, on Thursday, like did Kerry Lake win in Arizona or not, may or likely won't be known to us when we tape tomorrow's show this afternoon. So uh, what we're going to do today is we will be discussing specifically the aftermath of last night and what happened last night and what and and. and Maybe why, although I'm not sure any of us knows. Uh, and then tomorrow, uh, we'll have a special post-election days group, but it's going to be focused exclusively on the future. What happens next, we think, based on these results, all right? So today, we will be discussing last night's results. Tomorrow, the show that we'll be taping later today, uh, which you'll see tomorrow, uh, we'll have a special uh, post-election aftermath days group looking at the future. So just wanted to to let everybody know that uh, in advance. Um, Let's start with some good news here off the top, because we are always uh, honored and pleased when a new business uh, chooses uh, to invest in our show uh, and entrusts us with helping them get the message out about their product. And boy, howdy, if there was ever a day for us to introduce you to a product that helps alleviate nausea, (laughs) I mean... This timing, this timing could not be better. Uh, find out why Relief Band has A-plus uh, grade from the Better Business Bureau. Over 100,000 satisfied customers. It's the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband. It's been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, even chemo, uh, and so much more. Uh, no more pills that might make you drowsy or more. Uh, you can just use Relief Band. If you're a person that struggles with traveling nausea or anxiety, don't travel without it, all right? So if you want to give Relief Band a shot, uh, this is definitely the time that you want to do so. And Aaron, the script you sent me, there it is, okay, because it had no call to action, but there it is on the screen. Go to reliefband.com, use promo code Steve. That's reliefband.com, promo code Steve, if you want to give them a shot. Uh, 30-day money-back guarantee and more when you go to reliefband.com, promo code Steve. And again, if there was ever a day that you wanted to try out something because you're sick to your stomach or you're anxious and then sick to your stomach, this would be the day. And gentlemen, if you don't mind, that's that's where I want to begin. I want to I want to lay out what transpired last night and some of my thoughts as a result. I said that this was going to be the most clarifying election of our lifetimes, and it is. But I did warn you yesterday that clarity is not always 
comforting. We got, we had a huge test yesterday as a people. We badly needed an A. We shouldn't have, there's no excuse for getting worse than a B. We ended up with a C. How? What did we learn from this election? A lot. And if you believe in the ideals of American exceptionalism as I do, you learned some painful truths. And frankly, even the ones that came um, with some bright spots will likely lead to some painful results. So let's discuss here on the show. The hope, which the data we were given beforehand indicated, was that another layer of patriot had awakened after these disastrous last couple of years. Remember, Democrats, I mean, Joe Biden's last two campaign stops were in New Mexico and New York. I think they are surprised by how last night went. That hope that this new layer of patriot would be awakened to join in the fight, that that hope sadly last night was not realized. Instead, what we learned is that those of us who were already awakened were even more so. We did not grow our base. Those of us who already knew what time it is, we just deepened our own resolve. Elsewhere, more and more sections of the country stated last night that not even the brink of societal collapse is enough to move them. Instead, they doubled down. I mean, that is the stuff of Romans 1. That is cosmic. That is given over to your own depraved mind. Places actually chose baby killing over sanity. Furthermore, the country is now so irrevocably balkanized. And we could do whole shows on that topic, except if we were very honest about what that means, it would just get us banned everywhere. So we won't. Furthermore, the country is so irrevocably balkanized now that if you're blue, you're not moving off that. No matter how bad it gets in many places. No matter how bad it gets. That's also the stuff of Romans 1. They would rather continue on the path of madness, even though it's costing them more than anyone else. They're living there. They're suffering under the crime and everything else. Doesn't matter. They would rather continue on this path of madness than go red. In other words, the cavalry or our countrymen waking up to the realities of the spirit of the age and joining us in some endgame style Come back for a climactic battle on your left. That's, that ain't coming. Not happening. There will be no paradigm shifting uprising of previously thought to be lost patriots that were dusted away. What happened to them? They used to be there. They've been gone for years. And then suddenly at the end of the climactic battle when they're needed the most and we're beaten down and we're bruised, here they come. No. That's not happening. But while the cavalry isn't coming, the cavalry better be. We are pilgrims more than patriots now, and we need to behave accordingly. Looking for refuge, I'll have more on that here soon, uh, and returning to first things, revival or bust, there will be, as the police once prophetically saying, unintentionally, there will be no political solutions. We must be even more intentionally theological. The only thing that beats a bad theology isn't reason or data, but a good theology. And believe me, if 485% more inflation in the last 22 months, that's the actual number, by the way. If 485% more inflation in the last 22 months, if that is not a persuadable data point, there aren't any. There aren't any. We have to make the creator 
great again. Speaking of no political solutions, brands on the right are damaged, and the only argument is whether that is irrevocable or not. This is the first midterm in the history of the two-party system as we've known it, which goes back to post-American Civil War, ironic timing of that. This is the first midterm in modern American history that voters didn't just blindly trust the other party when dissatisfied with the one in power. This is the first time in the history of our two-party system that that did not happen. That's a watershed. If you live in Ohio, you have proven you love MAGA. MAGA made Ohio from a swing state to a red state. So last night, you MAGA'd even harder. However, outside of where MAGA is popular, we cannot ignore that it struggled beyond its natural habitat. Just ask Lauren Boebert. Voters did not seem eager either to turn to cocaine ditch and technocratic, calm leadership. They didn't turn to that once more for salvation via the Senate either. It's like they said, we've been there, try that, it never works. It was almost as if the American people reached the stage that a baby does when it realizes that no one will come to change its dirty diaper, so it just stops the wailing and crying and rolls over and accepts its reality and wallows in it. Voters are not eager to trust the GOP in mass, no matter how much they dislike Democrats. In places where Republicans were proven and governed well, proven and governed well, especially against lockdowns, DeSantis, Kemp, Reynolds, Nome, etc., they were hugely rewarded by voters. In places where Republicans were unproven, they either lost or they had to sweat it out far more than the polls indicated. And I'll have more in the polls here in a moment, too. It is obvious that Donald Trump intends to run for president again. I believe that he wanted to announce this the night before the election and the night of the election. If you want Donald Trump to be president of the United States again, if you want him to be, if you're working for him, if you're advising him, humbly I say to you, you have to at least consider he needs to evolve his messaging at the least. Because in this election, some places where his policies should have been more popular clearly aren't. Clearly aren't being, uh, voters clearly aren't willing to buy them because of his current packaging. We had another election where not even how bad things were could I overlook the fact that this person was MAGA adjacent in Arizona. Couldn't overlook that. So we'll just continue the border evasion, I guess, you know, because of Trump or something. And his candidates suffered in those places as a result. The rest of us need to consider, and we'll talk more about this tomorrow, I'm sure. But the rest of us need to consider in this upcoming presidential primary that he's just not sellable to the country at large any longer. Might be too early to definitively declare something like this, but I think next year, this is a question. When this primary kicks into high gear, it should at least be discussed and openly within conservative media and circles, even though it might cost you, gasp, a speaking engagement. I, I think that maybe the future of the country, we need to have this conversation. And maybe it's fine, I don't know, but at least we should discuss it. Because there's a trend line last night, and I said it last night here on Blaze TV towards the end of the night. The, the trend line is unmistakable. Outside of places where MAGA is natively popular, people that were packaged with that struggled or lost 
I thought it was inevitable that Democrats would indict Trump. Now I am not so sure. He, he, they might think he's the best get out the vote tool they've got, or at least second to abortion. Um, baby kills rated high in a place like Michigan, for example. Some polls showed it was the number one issue for voters, killing kids in Michigan. Democrats may not want to do anything at all that prevents him from running after last night. Which brings us to Ron DeSantis and what he did to Florida. It was Reagan 84 stuff. He, he, remade, he remade the most notorious swing state of the last two generations into a state right now that is redder than Texas. And he did it in about three years. Three years. How? Through strong, yeah, but effective. Effective governance. He governs well. He's effective. He's also very message disciplined. He doesn't pick fights just to pick them. Doesn't threaten provocative actions that create additional tension and divisiveness. But what he does is he just does those provocative actions and then makes the other side react so they are seen. Now that they're reacting to him, they are seen as the instruments of angst and divisiveness and not him. He's just governing. It's almost as if, I don't know, I'm just going to be silly and throw this out there. Weird. I mean, it's almost as if he represents a new generation that more capably understands the current era and what works. Weird. Uh, maybe it's just because, you know, he's of the time. However, remember when I said earlier, even the bright spots will come from some painful results? Here we go. Recognizing that it could be DeSantis's time is not going to come without a cost. It will come with one. Because if you think Trump will graciously move aside or accept a primary defeat, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you watched the last seven years. If you thought the 2016 primary was nasty, the 2024 battle with Trump and DeSantis is going to be worse. It's not human nature to be gently moved aside for the next generation in any era. But particularly, the boomer generation has collectively not been eager to step aside. Not been eager to train up the next generation. Not been eager to step aside for it. The Rolling Stones, they're going back on tour next summer, folks. Already announced. And so is Trump. He's already made it clear the last few days that he intends to make this very personal. I mean, he's already gone off on, he's already talking about cancer survivor Casey DeSantis. Ron's not even a candidate yet. I mean, when I was on the cruise campaign, we had to piss him off for eight months before he started it on Heidi. It's November. It's not Thanksgiving of 23. We're already starting in on Casey. So, again, we'll talk more about that probably tomorrow. Let's get to the polling industry in this country. Because like almost everything else, it is broken. After decades of overestimating Democrat support, they now finally way overestimated GOP support. (laughs) You can't make this up. Even pollsters that had recently been proven reliable, like Trafalgar, for example. They got it way wrong last night. The exit polling showed Republicans getting 13% of blacks, 40% of Hispanics, both higher than normal, and 59% of whites. It also showed 73% of the country was either angered or disappointed with where the country was. Do the results that we are looking at this morning echo those exit polls? Obviously not. Those of us who do data and model analysis may need to consider not doing so moving forward. I, I mean, I know that I am. And, and, and I haven't done nearly as much, Todd and Aaron can tell you, from you know when they first started working for me to what we're doing now. It's not even close. 
I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I, so whatever is less than what I'm doing now, I think I'm going to be doing it. Because like many other things in this rapidly declining culture, that information and methodology, it's just simply not reliable. So maybe it's time to spend even more time on theology, even less time on analysis. Which brings us back to the pilgrims. If you live in a traditional blue state that didn't flip red in this cycle, given the brink of societal collapse we are upon, you need to consider that you live in a forsaken land. When you see the abomination of desolation, get out. Nobody loves us more than Jesus does. And even he said, there is a point when you kick the dust off your sandals and move on. The hearts are too hardened. And the time we have is not indefinite. Instead, we are to redeem the time for the days are evil. Like the pilgrims whose holiday you're about to celebrate. Get out. Go somewhere new where you can be free. Go somewhere new where you can be free. You are wasting your citizenship where you are. Wasting it. And we need you. We are in Helm's Deep mode now. Abandon the forsaken lands under the dominion of the Black Gate. You're not some staunch, tireless minority resistance. You're lying to yourself. And I don't care if you're a friend of mine. I'll tell you this to your face. You're lying to yourself. New York is gone. Pennsylvania is gone. Pennsylvania, in the last decade, gave us Jerry Sandusky, gave us Kermit Gosnell, gave us Dick Levine, and now gave us a walking VAERS incident report for Senator. Get out! The rest of us are sitting here in Helm's Deep right now, trying to hold on, so that maybe if we hold on, if we can win this war of attrition, we can get back to the point that we can go attack the lands under the Black Gate. But we need bodies. We need bodies. And some of you are going to prove my point by getting pissed at me for harping on this. So your complaint is that I want you to go somewhere where you're free? I'm not telling you, hey, jump on a rickety boat, cross the English Channel, have half of you die, and just trust that you'll run into somebody 3,000 miles away that might know your language in the dead of winter. That's what they did. I'm telling you, go someplace where the taxes are lower and the jobs are more plentiful and they have a, you know, a functioning police department. <laughs> I mean, some of you act like that's punishment. You're asking for too much. The big sacrifice. It's just so fitting for the era in which we live where we have <laughs> so much more convenience than ever before, but we are dumber than ever before. The big sacrifice is, have you considered moving someplace where You'd make more money, pay less taxes, and have less crime, and your vote might count. I mean, that's, that's 20 years in the Peace Corps. Are you kidding me? But that's where we are. We'll find out what Todd and Aaron's thoughts are on that and what their own thoughts are after we tell you about our friends at Bonner Private Wine because you might need a glass or seven after last night. From deep in the Andes Mountains, uh, 9,000 feet is where these Malbec grapes are grown at altitude. And these are families that have been doing this for going on a second generation now. Good old-fashioned family vineyards with delicious red wines. Just ask Todd. He'll tell you. We all love them, but Todd loves them even more than us. Uh, and they've got a special deal going on. They still have the same offer they've had on our show from the very beginning. Half off the wine, 
And then the, a, a big addition is half off the shipping because we're talking about imported foreign wine. So the shipping de- reduction uh, and discount is very, very helpful. But now they throw in a fourth bottle as a part of this deal, a bonus batch of small batch or a bonus bottle of small batch limited production wine from their exclusive wine cellar. So now you get the same deal with four bottles instead of three. You can't beat it. If you are like, I think I need to self-medicate. Now, look at the first two sponsors we had. If you're sick to your stomach. (laughs) The timing of this is incredible. If you're sick to your stomach, if you need a glass of wine, those are the first two sponsors we had here today. All right, go to Bonner Private Wines. Dot com. Take advantage of this great deal. BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. That's BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. Gentlemen, the floor is now yours. Well, going to the data and the fact, Steve, there you mentioned that this midterm has broken the mold of the toggling back and forth. Uh that's why the data that you and you get into the weeds on stuff in a way most people don't and certainly i don't always trusted it because this seemed like an obvious correction and and these midterms are a way for people to act as decisively as they're willing to uh but anonymously that's what most of these people don't really want to step out and say anything too loud and so they take care of it in this vote and as bad as uh things were not just in ways that we believe on this show but historically most people believe the economy stupid things like that that if if not a flat out red wedding then then absolutely a wave but here's where i'm at with all of this the last three, four, five years have broken people. And and that is even too much to ask of them. We basically are left running in place. Not much changed. To me, this is Cypher in the Matrix. He just wants back in. Remember his big quote, ignorance is bliss. They, mm-hmm. th- th- that's where the current electorate is. When, when they they can't even, as Steve, you've long joked, move where the food is from Sam Kinison. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, to, to, to choose what you chose in Pennsylvania to choose what you chose in Michigan. Now, at least, as bad as that is in Pennsylvania, uh, I know a lot of you just felt, yeah, this Dr. Oz thing is a scam. You were given a reasonable alternative in Michigan. And not only did you not choose it, you actually doubled down on baby killing and losing parental rights. Because this... Whatever this this last four or five years where you've become paralyzed is, is somehow actually more preferable to you than moving out of it. Because if, at the very least, you know moving out of it means more will be demanded of you. And above all else, 
you just don't want that. There's all kinds of things we can diagnose. The, 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 the Trump factor, uh, uh, very proud of uh, Steve uh, uh, last night in particular for making clear that, uh, yeah, we're not going to have no-go zones in these conversations. We're going to have this out. But the bottom line is the people are the problem. You folks want this. You, as I said yesterday, my biggest concern was if we get the wave, as I said, would we have the tenacity, the staying power to do something with it? But I don't even get to have that concern because we, my diagnosis of our addiction to our comfort is dead on. We are so parked in this place where where we just can't won't don't care to demand more of ourselves we don't want to be citizens anymore and we couldn't do the bare minimum on that yesterday and at least throw it to the other side like we always do and that doesn't make much sense either but we've chosen to do even less than that. We won't even try anything else. We will. The, the diaper analogy is probably as good as it gets. We're just going to sit in this mess. We really are. And we're going to be proud of ourselves. Because you can't expect any more of us. We're just infants. I, it is clarifying. It is very clarifying. We can't, we can't expect anything of this most educated people in the history of mankind because whatever that education was it has taken us back to the primordial ooze we're, we're amoebas have more common sense than we do they want more action they're trying to get somewhere we're just going to stay parked good for us 73 percent in their in, in spirit of the ages in their media's own exit polling, 70-plus percent of respondents say the country is heading in the wrong direction. And a bunch of them turned around and voted for Prop 3 in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And Gretchen Whitmer. Ron DeSantis won by, what, 20 points in Florida? Mike DeWine, writing sonnets to COVID, won by 25 in Ohio. Arizona looks like Cary Lake, if they ever finish counting the actual ballots that were cast, which I don't have very much faith, looks like she's probably going to win. Blake Masters is probably going to lose. As was mentioned, the state of Pennsylvania voted for a literal vegetable. Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. This is, on a political and societal level, hell. It is chaotic. There Seems is no random. order. There, it is random. It is, it is absolutely demonic, you can call it that, but it is, it is the doctrines of hell. We do not have a vision as a people Nothing even close to it. We, we don't have eyes to see. We don't even, we don't even, we're debating what eyes even are. 
what reality even is. Why did we think that a country, why, why did we ever think that a country where there's a lot of places where we can't even decide what a boy or girl is would even be willing or capable of saying, hey, 483% higher inflation, not good. Let's do something about that. Why did we ever think that that was a possibility? I'm at, that's the question I'm asking myself this morning. And I actually woke up in a little bit better mood than I went to bed last night because of that clarity. Okay. It's where we are now. Just nothing makes sense. This is chaotic, disordered. What does that sound like? What does that sound like? Mm -hmm. It sounds like an environment where hell can thrive. And guess what? It is. Yeah, there's no symmetry to these numbers at all. All over the country. Kansas. The one, 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 one I forgot. Kansas re-elected a Democrat governor. Also voted yeah. Chris Kobach in as attorney general. I mean, it's just, it's just beyond randomness. It's just, you know, the, the one trend line that is clear is the one that I mentioned. And I know it's painful to hear, but if you were MAGA anointed outside of MAGA country, you struggled last night. You're struggling right now. That's, that's one trend line. But, you know, we didn't even see the, we, what COVID tyrant governor got punished last night. And yet, yet the governors that were the best on COVID all got greatly rewarded at the exact same time. It's incredibly random. You know, this reminds me of a line in the upcoming Nefarious movie. And uh, I'll share that with you when we come back. You know, as we get older, it gets harder and harder to find good Christmas gifts for people. Uh, last year, I took a chance on one of our new clients at the time. And you can tell I'm going on four hours of sleep because I started doing the wrong live read. I liked where that was going, <laughs> though. Get, I know. It was a good lead-in, too. I'm up, I, dude, I was up till 2. I didn't get my workout in this morning because I, I, I slept that. too late. So my my mind and, and meta- metabolic rate and everything is completely off. I think this might be the first time I've ever done a show that I didn't get a workout in uh, before the show, ever. So... That tells you where this is going. Let's can we just try that again? Let's try that again. Never happened. Uh, you know, uh, thank you. Appreciate it. You know, buying or selling your home in any environment can be difficult, but especially in these unprecedented times. Bing. And they are absolutely unprecedented. Make sure you dare not go in to the real estate market without an agent that you can trust. Where would you find them? Well, by golly, we made it easy as for you as we possibly could. Head to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com, and we will get you connected there. Give us some basic info. We'll get you connected to one of our preferred agents who we have fully vetted to have a full-time proven track record of success, or they would not be listed. That's why we've got a waiting list a few thousand agents long of agents trying to get listed in this database from around the country because we don't just... You know, an agent just says, contact us, pardon me, and we're like, yeah, sure, you know, we'll put you in there. I mean, we we vet and verify them to make sure they meet our standard of trust before we ask you to trust them. And a lot of times, they're from right here in this audience. So again, head to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com, especially if you want to take the advice I just gave you again, and I'll be giving it a lot, right? There's this big thing, well, we flipped uh, four uh, congressional seats in uh, Long Island, or all four congressional seats in Long Island are going to be red, so... So let me get this straight. Your trade-off is to live in a hellhole 
to go provide pensions for people in Washington, D.C. That's your trade? That's the, that's the move we made here. My, the move I made here was to subsidize Kathy Hochul so that four well-to-do Long Islanders can go get a congressional pension. Am I missing this, guys? That's basically the trade, right? That's the trade? Is, that, is there another angle to this? You tell me, is there an angle to this I'm missing? I will subsidize Kathy Hochul, who said on camera, on camera said, you're damn right I ordered the code red on the first responders who wouldn't take the poison. And I'd do it again and line them up and lead them off into the t- and lead them off on, on, on carts if I could. You're damn right I did. So the trade is, let me subsidize Kathy Hochul's government so that four people could go to D.C. and get a congressional pension. That's the, that's the trade. That's just brilliant activism. I mean, I, maybe, am I a moron? Am I missing something? I see a lot of people this morning, including some fairly large names, saying, well, one of the reasons that the uh, Republicans wet the bed last night is because of <clears throat> uh, poor candidate quality. That may be true. It may be true. I'm sorry. It may be true that the GOP candidates were poor in some in some races. The party that they're going up against are the Kathy Hochul's of the world. Are yeah. the people who are John trans, Fetterman, who cannot trans speak. All, trans all the kids and kill all the babies. Uh, and yeah, John Fetterman as well. If you're if you're looking at this at, at last night through the lens of candidate quality and kind of the technocratic lens, you may have a few things right. You're missing the the, the 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 full story here, the bigger picture here, as we laid out in the first segment. And yeah, if you are in a state that voted for a literal vegetable, a potato, although that's not a vegetable, is it? You you voted for a vegetable last night. You voted for Young Frankenstein. I what? Do, I don't. I I can't help you. I can't help you if you're rationalizing. Well, to be fair, let's just all face it. None of us, none of us know exactly what to do in a world that has just so obviously abandoned reason for madness and is proud of it. None of us has a grasp on that yet. So the nefarious film is is done and they're going to they're going to bring us the film uh to screen it for uh the full completed film uh first for me and our team of investors they're bringing it to us uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving so coming up here in about 10 days and uh we're extremely excited obviously you know i've seen the rough cut uh, the other day i on my saturday walk instead of getting caught up on my podcast i actually listened to the movie the rough cut of the movie on my walk as a podcast and I mean Flannery's performance just as an audio theater was incredible there's an there's an exchange in the movie and telling you this won't spoil anything but it it absolutely speaks to Aaron what you were just talking about last segment there's an exchange in the movie where our psychiatrist character finally decides for the first time to entertain this caricature what he views to be anyway this caricature or maybe this um additional identity known as nefarious and he starts talking to him you know like he would interviewing any other patient and at one point he asks him to lay out what is the process for demonic possession and i won't spoil as as what nefarious's answer is 
But after he lays it out in very painstaking detail, our psychiatrist character looks to him and says, seems kind of random. And Nefarious's answer, Aaron, mm-hmm. is, of course it is. We make it that way on purpose so that you don't see it coming. A lot of times people just thought these changes in Eddie, that's our character's name is Edward Wayne Brady. These characters in Eddie were just Eddie being Eddie. So subtle over time that they're just acceptable nuances within his personality. And rather than doing it all at once, otherwise you'd see it coming or having a defined pattern. You would see that coming. So yes, we, of course it's random. That's on purpose. And I don't know why, Aaron, when you described the randomness of this entire election, because it's not a failure. Some, a lot of good people won. The problem is, systemically, it's not any kind of a statement. It's all over the place, really. And it's very, very random. Very random. And as you pointed out, Aaron, who lives in the random? Who Hell. lives? Who's the agent of chaos? That is their domain. Yes. Because what I said yesterday, what I was looking for, I just wanted it. I wanted a clean cut one way or another. And we didn't get mm-hmm. that. We mm-hmm. wound up somewhere in the mushy middle. There are going to be some good things that come out of this. But overall, the overarching narrative. Listen, if there was one, as you pointed out in your Twitter thread as well, going to, going to the grocery store impacts everyone. It might be different in New York than it is in Arkansas than it is in Arizona. Pay different prices for different things in different parts of the country. But overall, you're paying a lot more. A lot more. If there's one thing, as you, as you said, and I just want to reiterate, that should get everyone to kind of pull at least to some degree in one direction, it's that. But even that, the, even the... You know what this is? This is this is what what we did last night as a country is what woke corporations do on every day that ends in Y. It's not about the money anymore. It's not the biz. It's not the business decisions anymore, at least for some of them. It's not about making money. It's about it's just about sending a, a point, I guess. I. It's. We are so the, the point is we are so just, I guess, given over and debased that we can't even collectively as a people admit when there is a big problem, let alone smaller ones. This is a meta version of a conversation I've been having with my daughters and my wife recently as it applies to various things. Uh, people that are curious, why are they acting the way they are? Why do they persist? And uh, we've had a lot of conversations lately about idolatry and i've said to all of them and never ever underestimate how much people love their lies their garbage they count on them their pain this is why victimology is is so successful they feel like superheroes in it once they once they realize how to manipulate it instead of um you know it's a perfect yin yang relationship it manipulates them, they manipulate it back. That's what we're seeing on a systemic level now. As bad as it got over the four or five years, we thought it's something that it would be oh, clarifying, awakening, and it could have been, but instead, 
It has now been anointed to full God-like status. They let it become the thing that governs every pore of their being down to their very soul. They're committed to it like a religion. And I'm, we're not just talking about the, the woke. The woke is their thing. But again, this is where Steve has talked about there's, there's no great silent majority. This is the silent majority. Oh, it's there. And it spoke last night. And it just loves all. It's not necessarily the same in every single one of them. But whatever they're clinging to, they love it so much that they will not move on to something better. They just won't. One of you emailed me yesterday. I had not heard uh, Charlie Kirk say this on his podcast, but apparently he had said a few days ago that he was not sold on what the data was showing because he was concerned about a hidden Gen Z vote of young women who were going to be angry about Roe v. Wade and asked me if I thought there was any merit to it. And I told the person, based on the data I'm seeing, I don't. So based on what we saw last night, that was prescient by Charlie. And so... I wanted to recognize that because that was clearly a major factor last night. Um, there's another interesting point, too, I want to get you guys' take on. I'll do that here in a minute after I tell you about our friends over at Masterworks, the CEO of J.P. Morgan, out there warning that stocks could slide another 20%. Um, you ever ask yourself, hey, where do rich people move their money around when markets begin to decline? One of the alternatives these days is fine art. Big wigs know it outpaces even the S&P 500 over the last 25 years, and not by a little either, by, by over 130%. Uh, and now you can do the same with Masterworks. Uh, even in 2022, Masterworks in the Let's Go Brandon economy has produced results like in early October. Masterworks had a strategic exit for about 21% net return for their investors. 21%. Uh, six out of their seven exits have done that well, over 20% in net returns. All right, so that is absolutely, if we're going to look at in a lot of places, nothing major changing in terms of the economic direction of the country, you're, you want to be looking at opportunities and alternatives for your wealth and prosperity. Check out Masterworks. Paintings have sold out in minutes on Master, Masterworks, but you can get priority access now at masterworks.art slash Steve. Masterworks.art slash Steve. That's Masterworks dot art slash steve and see important disclosures at masterworks.com slash cd uh an account that i like to follow on twitter i don't know who this person is but they have a lot of good takes on stuff uh, and they go by election wizard uh they tweeted out uh, this about an hour ago quote all this trump versus DeSantis talk is juicy but under the hood there's a far more pressing issue Democrats fortified their COVID mass mail-in voting apparatus. It's a vote-harvesting juggernaut that will continue to produce competitive results no matter the GOP nominee. Here's the issue with that, though. And I agree that that's a point that needs to be more further discussed. However, that also, though, becomes a DeSantis issue. Because we are left asking ourselves, what has he done in the state of Florida? The most notorious swing state of them all. The state that made hanging chab a noom de plum. Okay? A term de jour hanging chads in the urban friggin' dictionary. How Florida did that to us. Broward County became an adjective. So what did him, what did he do there in three years to shut all of that down? So even if you attempt to say, Hey, there's a bigger issue than Trump versus DeSantis, 
like this, and I agree, this is a systemic issue. Ask what's going on in Arizona with Maricopa County yesterday. The question, though, then becomes, we're back to, well, why, didn't they, why weren't they able to do this in the most notorious historically, the most historically, other than Illinois, notorious uh, voter shenanigans state of them all, Florida? What did DeSantis do that hasn't been done nationwide? Gentlemen, your thoughts on that? The answer is obvious, and I know that's not the point of this, but yeah, that that has to be that has to be uh, answered. And then Carrie Lake, if she somehow was able to to pull this out, you know, if she does this, and I have every reason to believe that she will do something similar, she will, like I said yesterday, turn Arizona into a drier, more arid version of Florida. Then you have to ask ask that question as as well. But the point that Election Wizard makes there. Absolutely, absolutely true. I, I just, it boggles the mind, but it should not. Um, it should not. Cheaters cheat. Democrats cheat. But uh, it boggles the mind why any red state would not do what Florida has done with their elections. It just boggles the mind. Because eventually, eventually it's going to hurt one of Mitch McConnell's boys or one of the Republican establishment in that state's boys. Eventually, it will, somewhere, somehow. So it, it that has to be that has to be a higher priority in every single every single red state is addressing that issue. And then, but but then, Todd, don't we have to then counter that and say because they're going to say, well, then why why didn't Brian Kemp, Georgia, was one of your notorious states? Why didn't that kill him last night? What's the comeback to that? Can I be honest? Hmm. I don't know. Lie to us. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, but I, I, I don't care because I don't think that it, 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 it's, it's like I said at the top of the show, it's a, it, some of it's the Trump thing. Some of it's this thing, but more about it, it, yeah. it. It's time to be reflective of who we are and what we want and what we're doing it all I, I do, as, as citizens. There's, there's no, as none of what that is, by the way, fixing that the electoral problem is a quick fix. Not even close to it, but it's a lot closer to a quick fix than how rotted out we are as a people, how addicted we are to our nonsense. So I that I just don't. I, I, I it's a legitimate problem. I, I I've been saying arrest Hobbs for the last 24 hours because she's openly trying to steal an election for herself. But if she can do this in the open like this, it's not really her or the system. That's the problem. It's the people who just say, well, I guess that's where we live now. That's the problem. Aaron, you have a final thought on that here in the last minute? No, I, I mean, that's baked into basically everything I say. Uh, I mean, everything we say on this on this show is just until the people change, it's what, what's the point of trying to change any technocratic process at, you know, at the end of the day? What's the point? Hmm. All right, we'll come back. We're going to play some buy, sell, or hold. The weekly profit of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will be joining us as well. Stay tuned for all of that and more next.
All right, back here live and on demand for hour two here in Dallas at Blaze TV Studios. I am Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are still back in Des Moines. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will be joining us for his analysis on last night's results. Uh, we'll be getting to buy, sell, or hold here in a moment. Don't forget, you can let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. You can email us, Steve, at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, uh, MeWe Parlor and Gab. Follow me at Steve Day Show on uh, Getter, Twitter, uh, also over at uh, TikTok and Instagram. And then you can find us over on Truth Social at Real Steve Dace. At Real Steve Dace on Truth Social. Get clips of the show, free to watch, free of any censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. That's rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. And don't forget the last name is D-E-A-C-E. And also don't forget if you're a podcast listener, um, we will be announcing our uh, future employment uh, issues and relationship with the Blaze here soon. And I don't know, after my commentary the last 24 hours, maybe fewer people than previously were going to be excited to hear it. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That's possible. Uh, But uh, that's going to happen because uh, of you, uh, you, primarily, because of those of you the podcast. I mean, our podcast numbers have exploded the last few years. So thank you so much for helping us to continue to be employed, at least for now. Uh, and if you've yet to do so, please leave us a five-star review. In your five-star review, if you've got a question that you want considered for an upcoming Ask Me Anything, put it inside your five-star review, and you'll go to the front of the line for consideration by Todd. And you can also hit subscribe and follow on the podcast platform of your choice as well. And thank you to all of you that have done those things for us already. Also, thank you to Tommy John for helping me to discover the greatest underwear I've ever tried. Now, they sent me a few pair a few years ago when they came on board the show. And I loved it so much. It's the only underwear I have bought ever since. I, I can tell you why they have fanatics, not just customers, over at Tommy John. 17 million pairs sold. That is a lot. 17 million pairs sold. And I could tell you all kinds of stuff about what makes them so great. But really, it won't mean anything to you until you try them on yourself. I mean... I, I, I can't ever give a client and a partner on the show a better endorsement than after they let me sample it for free, I go back and buy it out of my own pocket because it's that good. And I have done that numerous times with Tommy John. Right now, save 20% off your first order. 20% off your first order. They've got stuff for the ladies as well. 20% off your first order when you go to TommyJohn.com slash Steve. That's TommyJohn.com slash Steve. Let's get to some buy, sell, or Lindsay Aaron with help from you in the audience. We'll be tossing Todd and I's way. Questions, lists, propositions, prophecies. Todd, you and I will decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? If, though, at any point in time, we would dare, particularly in these perilous times in which we live, if we were to put a hold on that, then we will have to. Uh, we'll have to be Lindsey Graham's Tinder date. Todd, are you ready? I am. Or it's Grinder. Grinder. My bad. Okay. Aaron, go ahead. All right. We will begin. We had about uh, 350 submissions just this morning. Oh wow! Uh, for for this uh, with Chris B, who says the Republican Party is good with how they performed last <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> um, that's Mitch McConnell and. This is what Steve's talking which about. Which Republican? Which which 
Yeah, which Republican Party are we talking about? I think we mean the, the apparatus. Yeah. They're fine. The then RNC. I will buy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I will buy. Yeah. Next, we go to Matt Shipman, who says the lack of a red wave or tsunami may have saved our country from another year of riots. Little consolation, but still. Uh, sell. Sell. Um, I'm going I'm to sell uh, because even with, I mean, DeSantis nearly hit 60. You know, I predicted on Friday he'd bre- he'd beat Jeb Bush's record for biggest win by a Republican gubernatorial candidate in Florida history. He f- flew way past that. It looks like Kerry Lake is going to get elected in Arizona based on the numbers we're looking at now. Um, there's no way they won't try to destabilize them. No way. And, and what penalty have they paid in these last couple of elections for any of this? Nothing. They've paid no penalty. So the reality is, over and over again, if you incentivize bad behavior, you always get more of it. So sadly, I will sell. That's correct. Next, we go to Tiny Johnny, who says, History tells us what happened last night makes no sense. Like 2020, it's right to have reasonable doubt in either our election integrity and or the intelligence of the voter. Uh, Pennsylvania elected a dead guy last night. Did you see that? He died last month. I they did still see s- that. Yeah. 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 Thank you for reminding me of that. I'd forgotten about it. But yeah, I did see that. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll buy. If, first of all, I will just tell you, I, I don't see there's random results, but I don't see incongruent voting patterns that are statistically inexpli- inexplicable, like what I saw in 2020. We don't see 4 a.m. drop uh, drop off of, of, of ballots by police escort like we saw in 2020. Now, what has gone on in Arizona with Maricopa County is every bit what we saw too often in 2020. But um, I, I do think we have to answer those of us. This is, why I, this is why I'm frustrating to have as your friend. I just can't abide BS, even my own. I have to answer the question, and I don't right now know the answer. That's why I asked Todd. <laughs> I was hoping he might. I don't know the answer for why Georgia, whose election was a mess in 2020, why Brian Kemp won that by, what was it last I looked, nine points. Even Stacey Abrams had to concede it was so such a beatdown. I don't know how we can explain that and then explain all of the rest of this away with irregularities. There are clearly irregularities of what's gone on in Arizona, for sure. And as Todd has said, Kitty Hobbs ought to be arrested. I agree. But we are not seeing the systemic incongruencies uh, that we saw in 2020. What we are seeing is an electorate that has kind of given up. You, you, if you're blue, you're a bluer. If you're red, you're redder. If you're woke, you're woker. If you're awake, you're a waker. That's why I remember when I said last hour, and Todd, don't you dare talk about this because right now in your mood, I don't trust you to get us all fired. Okay. Remember when I told you, and I mean that in love, brother. Remember when I hinted at, if I gave you a true analysis of what these things mean, we'd all get deplatformed. Yeah. Okay. We are heading to a very dark place here. Irreversible balkanization. Irreversible. And one of the sides that is balkanized is a, is a, zeal, is a zealous demonic cult that wants to do terrible things to your children. And it just seems like the American people in too many places are frankly just not movable. 
And so that's why we saw the randomness. We do not see the statistical inexplicabilities that the very next day after 2020, I could come on the air and walk you through do not make any sense. So the, uh, the people are the bigger issue here. Although I'm, I agree that there is no benign or innocent explanation for why it takes days to count votes in America. I do agree with that, so I'll buy. Yeah, of course I agree with all that, but I will sell the starting point is n- n- history. Well, this has happened in history. And it is, yeah, those are pretty cool uh, stone tablets you have there, but uh, see our golden calf? This is give us Bar- <laughs> This is give us Barabbas. <clears throat> We've seen this in history. Nice. This is who we are. Well played, yeah. yeah. At our core. That's well played. Next up, we go to Chase Orozco, who says Trump is the greatest starter of a movement who at the same time doesn't deserve to lead it into the future. I'm going to sell. I think it's too early to make that kind of pronouncement. Um, we're, we are talking about the consummate salesman here. So I, I don't think a, some form of rebrand is impossible. Typically, you know, 80-year-old men don't look to, you know, rebrand. Uh, they look more to Gran Torino. God bless them. Okay. So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't completely rule that out. And I think the reality is if we may, we may get the best, I said this on, on the blaze election special last night, Carrie Lake might be the best candidate I have ever seen, ever seen. Remember Ron DeSantis won by fewer than 40,000 votes four years ago. He just needed to get elected and then look what happened. Carrie Lake may do that exact same thing. She might win by fewer than 40,000 votes here in the next couple of days and then gets into office. We would not have Ron DeSantis. And guys, I'm not I'm not on the Trump mailing list. Notice my mic was off last night on Blaze TV when Trump came on. Okay? I'm not on the holiday card. I'm not getting invites to Mar-a-Lago. All right? I'm just calling balls and strikes. The reality is we wouldn't have Ron DeSantis and we wouldn't have any chance at Kerry Lake without Donald Trump. And it's not like if Ron DeSantis gets hit by a bus or Ron DeSantis gets up and decides one day, you know, um... Go jab. I mean, who knows? I mean, we've seen crazier things. I mean, we've seen all, we've seen people do. If you would have told me in 2016, working for Ted Cruz, that he was going to vote for literally unlimited money to fund a, a, a proxy war of European Habsburg elites in Ukraine during the worst recession of the 22nd, 21st century, I'd have looked at you like you had smoked, a, you know, the worst form of crack pipe. But we just watched that happen. Okay, so nut crazy nutty things happen. It's, I'm a DeSantis guy. Don't know him. Met him once for 20 minutes in a hallway at CPAC, and I doubt he remembers. Okay? I'm a DeSantis guy because I'm just looking at the trend lines of what's going on. But I'm even telling you, absolutely do not put all your eggs in that basket. It's way too early for that. Way too early for that. And a lot of the things that give DeSantis the opportunities he has would not exist without Trump. Here's the thing we just can't do. More than ever before, we've got to be honest with each other. More than ever before, okay? So be very excited about what DeSantis did last night. Be very open to, uh, to, to this being his time. I'm certainly open to it. But it's way too early to be completely sold on this stuff. And because if, he, if something were, heaven forbid, to happen to him, or he would have something that's very plausible that none of us want to happen, 
the wife has a return of her cancer. And he's like, I just can't do it, guys. I'm sorry. I got I to gotta be there for my family. All right. Even, even in his current, he needs to rebrand somewhat state. Who else is waiting in line right now that, ha- that has any interest at all, regardless of their motivations, in being a voice for any of our causes or issues on a national level in the Republican Party? And I'll wait. That's enough dead air. Exactly. This is not a time to be cutting options. This is a time to be keeping options open. Okay? Especially when you only got two. <laughs> All right? So, I'm going to sell on that, Todd. I'm selling because he didn't start a movement. That no one... There's nothing tangible about it. It's it's not something that others can take uh, uh, with them. It's a cult of personality, and it always won. And it's what Steve just said about options open. People kept their options open... And they grabbed the crazy cowboy to blow things up. But that wasn't, that's not a movement. It was, it was just a guy that people latched onto because they were sick of every other option that they had. Next, we go to Follow Truth, who says Minnesota is on track to be the California of the upper Midwest. uh, Now that they flipped the state Senate and held on to the House and reelected their governor. Uh, no, that's Pennsylvania. <clears throat> that's Pennsylvania. I, I would, I'd, I'd encourage you to live in Minnesota before I did Pennsylvania. I'll, I'll buy it. It's close. I mean, I'm not arguing with Steve's analysis, but I'll, I'll buy that is, that is damning. <clears throat> that is absolutely damning. I mean, there's a reason I, I even before this, I wasn't letting uh, my daughters, uh, go to college, even look at them up in Minnesota. And I was right. Next, we go to... Hey, did Keith Ellison win? Did Keith Ellison win? I forgot to even look at that. Did he win? Let's see. I've not looked at that, actually. <clears throat> I've not looked at that. But I know it was close the okay. last the last I, I saw last night. I'll look, it up. I'll, I'll look it up really quick. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Next, we go to Hammer O'Justice, who says uh, they're going to do at least two <laughs> of these things, meaning the Democrats, before 2024. Come for guns, codify Roe v. Wade, and pass digital currency. A central bank digital currency. Two of those three things. Um, that they'll try to do two of those three things. They're going no. to do. I'll buy. Well, they, I'll, I'll sell. They won't have yeah. the house. Yeah. And 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 here's the thing that and Daniel, I know, will say this at the bottom of the hour. There's actually less of a chance of this happening with smaller GOP margins there, They're, because they don't have. There's not enough margins for Kevin McCarthy to hide people. And especially if there's not enough margins there for them to hide people. And so um, the, the reality is, I actually believe that a, a, the small majority Republic, Republicans are going to end up with there <clears throat> will actually be more. Sorry, guys, I was up till 2 a.m. talking, debriefing. My voice is trying to now just wake up. Uh, there's, a, there's a better opportunity Republicans will keep a hard line with a small majority than a big one. They can't hide. They can't, hi- they can't move people around. They, they won't have the votes. They'll be even more hardcore about some of that stuff. So I will sell. Todd, any more thoughts? No, I bought. Okay. I bought, but unfortunately, the most cynical analysis that Steve just provided is probably correct. Vincent Snyder says, uh, due to the spirit of the age and to cheating, Republicans will never hold the White House again. Um, so. 
I'm very, I'm going to sell because of the randomness of the era in which we are in. And the cosmic, I mean, if, if at the beginning of this year, if I would have offered you guys a trade, an underperforming midterm election for the overturning of Roe v. Wade, would you have taken the trade? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I would not even hesitate it. I would have taken it. In fact, if you'd have told me there was a blue wave, if you'd have told me blue wave in, in, in exchange for removing Roe v. Wade, I'd have taken that. Because even if even if it meant in the blue states, they, they'd be like, we're going to actually have baby killing auctions out in the streets. Like we're going to do it on Sundays at, at, you know, at, at noon outside televised at that. We would at least be in a position in our states to protect more children than ever before. And so I would, I would have taken that trade. That's essentially the trade trade off that has occurred here. Okay. And it's, it, it's inexplicable to come up with an environment where you, you get rid of the shibboleth, the, 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 the greatest shibboleth of the damned of your generation and then underperform in an election against them when they're record unpopular at the same time. That's cosmic stuff. And so I would, I would urge everybody within the sound of my voice to be very hesitant right now about, it's like the true and false test when you were a kid, you didn't know the answer, but if it said always and never, it was always false. Be very, very hesitant about putting a forever and always on any answer right now. This is literally moment to moment right now. Heaven and hell are throwing punches right now. We're going round around. We're keeping score here. Okay. You know, we're in the middle of a fight, you know, with two heavyweights. They're in the center of the ring and this isn't the 12th round or the 14th round. You know, it's not the last round here. Uh, this is this, we're in the middle rounds of this. And so I, I would, I would just be hesitate to make long-term sweeping generalizations because this fight can turn round around right now. Any other thoughts from you, no. Todd? Okay. No. Uh, moving on, we've got the spirit of the age who says the midterms will go down as a W for our people if Carrie Lake pulls through. It is a well, overall. Yeah. This is yeah. a W. Yeah. Okay. It, the problem is it. The problem is it. Here's the, like a class, okay? And you underperformed on a research paper or a, a bunch of quizzes or didn't turn a bunch of homework in. And now you're, you're, you're behind and you're catching up now, getting all that schoolwork done. And, and the final way outweighs everything else. And you need that. You got to nail that final to get the grade you want. All right. You passed your final. This wasn't a fail. The problem was, though, to get the grade you needed, you had to get an A. To get a grade that's excusable, you had to get a B. Right. We got a C. That's the problem, okay? Now, I think Carrie Lake might be the, the best candidate I have ever seen. I might be willing to give it a B- minus if she ultimately wins, which is what I think will happen, okay? Um, but it's not a fail. The problem is what we were hoping we were seeing is that another layer of American patriot was going to show up. That's why I use the endgame analogy. Right now, we're Thor, we're Fat Thor, Captain America, all right, Iron Man. We're on our last legs, man. We're getting freak. we're in the arena. We're getting creamed by Thanos right now, freaking pummeled. And for a while, it looked like we struck some blows, right? Cap got the shield, the crowd cheered. That's when we overturned Roe, all right? But now we're back to getting our getting pistol whipped again. We're, and, and we're about at our last legs. Now, we're not going to quit fighting because that's our, that's our call. We're going down, all right? Like the greatest, the greatest rock song in the 21st century, Sugar, we're going down swinging, all right? So we're like, Cap, 
you know, taking the blood out of his mouth. I can do this all day. No, you can't. You probably can't do it another 10 minutes. But we're going to find out, okay? We thought this election might be the... On your left? Yeah. Oh, here come those Hispanic Gen X families on your left. Oh, this is here great. Come those, the, the, here come those white women that thought, you know, maybe I can't afford baby formula for mean tweets was a really poopy trade. And all, that, never came, got the on all that came out of that yellow circle was Mitch McConnell again. Good yes, grief. Yes. That's yeah, it. We, we, we didn't, we, we didn't, we didn't get it on your left. No. And so we're, so that's where, we, that's what we're left with. Goodness, goodness, goodness. Alexander Rogers says Kathy Barnett would have beaten Fetterman. No, I don't. I don't. I should have been a better candidate, but I don't agree with that. Uh, I'll sell. Here's why she would have been a better candidate. She would have divided your base. She would have inspired people. She would have had tentacles from a grassroots perspective. Maybe some places you could have flipped a state Senate seat or, or a legislative seat just because of the organization she would have done in some areas. Um, she wouldn't have caused one of your biggest name conservative stars to completely throw away whatever uh, integrity he had left because, you know, that's what we need. Even fewer people on Fox we trust. Uh, there just wouldn't have been the collateral damage of her loss. You could have gone, you could have stolen the talking point. Look, look, the Democrats would rather have a white man who's, who can't speak, who's catatonic, who mm-hmm. is young Frankenstein over this eloquent Christian black woman. And that would have given us a narrative. We still would have lost. We would have had a narrative. Instead, what we did is we split our base. We have no narrative. We got nothing out of it. And Sean Hannity looks like a hack. It was just an L on seven levels. No. Six levels. It was an L on six levels. Nothing good came of it. All right. And that is why it was a disastrous choice. But no, I don't believe she would have won also. Todd? I'll, I'll buy. Fetterman's a far more honest candidate than Oz was. Oz was one of the great Trumpian lies of all time. I, that that was nonsense. And, and Fetterman, I mean, this is clueless, but there he, there he is. There's our turnip. Vote for him or not. It was pretty damn honest. Oz wasn't. Uh, secondly, as an aside, Alexander says, uh, Boomer GOPers gave us Oz, and whenever Fetterman speaks for the next six years, we should constantly remind everyone of that fact. Buy, sell, or hold. I'm going to sell because I don't know that you'll hear Fetterman speak. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in, in fact, uh, you want, you want, you want, Mrs. Fetterman will be a U.S. Senator in a year. Yeah, this, that's, it's not, that's not going to be that is. kind of own. Uh, next up, we go to. Before we, before we finish up, hold on a second, I got to stay on schedule. They loaded up the live reads, mm-hmm. man, because we're off the next couple of days. All right. So let me tell you about our friends over at Jace Medical. Um, great people. And they're basically the My Patriot supply of medicine. Because, you know, it's not like we don't have any recent experience where they would take a venerable drug and deny you access to it at a time of a pandemic that might help you and might save you because they prefer you died rather than give up their narrative. Yeah, we actually just lived through that. That's why you want to go to our friends over at Jace Medical. They understand the signs of the times. That's why they put together this pack uh, and course of venerable uh, antibiotics from amoxicillin to doxycycline and others 
because you never know, they, they might be the next Nobel Prize winning drug that suddenly isn't safe and effective any longer. Takes just a few minutes to go there. Uh, and the medication, they'll ask you a few questions, make sure, look at allergies, like I have a penicillin allergy, so I do doxycycline instead of amoxicillin, for example. They'll go through that with your medical history. Medication is then dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost, so you're prepared for when, let's go Brandon, that happens again with the medicine, or the Shycoms who make 80% of our antibiotics just decide, yeah, we're not giving you those uh, next year, just because, why not? Make sure you're prepared. Go to jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, J as in Jeff, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Enter the code DACE10 for 10% off. Code DACE10 for 10% off when you go to jacemedical.com. All right, next up we go to Colby Cheese, who says... Trump's presidential announcement is irrelevant. Momentum is already with DeSantis. So, so it's it's it. Donald Trump is a lot of things. Let me tell you what he never is: irrelevant. Correct. He is the most potent force in American politics, negatively and positively, and that's and that's that's why it's so hard to let him go. But that's why it's so hard to rally around him at the exact same time, because. This happens. Is it positive or is it negative? And a lot of times it's tweet to tweet, sentence to sentence, race to race. You're on tilt, man. Your head's on a swivel constantly. Okay. Uh, But the one thing he never is, is irrelevant. Hard sell. All right. uh, We go now to Not That Tyler, who says, we are 20 minutes from open seals, cups of wrath, and the purifying fires of God erasing life from this rock. Tough but fair. (laughs) <laughs> well you make it sound like that's a bad thing i mean if that's your eschatological interpretation come quickly lord jesus right i mean i've never understood why we look at that with dread i would think the, the more tempting thing would always be to try to self-fulfill prophecy and create those sorts of conditions thinking you could like make it happen right you know so i'll sell uh, Troutand says Mitch McConnell is more to blame than Trump for these election results. Think, gosh, I, I, I want think it, I in want Arizona, it. in Georgia, I, I, you I, could make that case, but I hate, yeah. You know what? Okay, I bye. will buy. Okay, and here's the thing. I, I needed, here's what I had to hesitate. I had to come up with a reason to buy other than my disdain for McConnell, although many of you might think that's a legitimate reason. So let me come up with a reason why. The amount of money that was spent trying to get Lisa Murkowski to beat another Republican in Alaska, and she looks like she's going to lose anyway, by the way. The amount of money that was wasted trying to get Lisa Murkowski to beat another Republican in Alaska. And let's say Republicans end up here 50-50. Now, I think they'll end up with 51. I think Laxalt is going to win. All right? Um, and, then I, and then I think you will see all of the energy in December in that Georgia runoff. I think they will get to 51. Um, but let's say they don't. And let's say it's 50-50 with Kamala casting the tie. You don't think the money that was spent on Lisa Murkowski beating another, another Republican wouldn't have helped Fetterman pick up a point and a half? I'm sorry, uh, Oz pick up a point and a half. You see what I'm saying? That wouldn't have helped somewhere else. Okay. So Trump is not intentionally doing things to hurt Republicans. And in many respects, 
a lot of the gains they have made in, in places they traditionally didn't do well are because of him. He does things that hurts Republicans. I don't believe he intentionally does them. If I did, I'd tell you. Ditch intentionally does things Correct. to hurt you. Intentionally. So bye. Yes. Um... Yeah, I just saw some of the results. I mean, the the Shibaka woman is up by two points over Murkowski as of now. Uh, Fedigator says mm-hmm. uh, the Democrats bet that the Gen Z and TikTok generation uh, to uh, would negate any GOP black and Hispanic gains worked. Bye. Yes. That was the hidden vote. In places like in places like Michigan and others. And again, I mentioned it last hour. I give tips of the cap here. Whoever it was of you, because I get hundreds of these a day that emailed me about Charlie Kirk's take on this, that that's what he was afraid of. Uh, Charlie, unfortunately, uh, turned out to be prescient about that. His analysis was dead nuts See, and no on ma- the money. And no matter if no matter what you do with voting irregularities, Trump, etc., the fact that that is there, that generation voting that way it, it it's a it's there staring in the face no matter what you do yep. about anything else they're mm-hmm. a cult we've yep. raised a damn america destroying cult good night everybody the reality is the reality is that this last generation i'm sorry that's your boomer generation Gave up the rope on every major institution of influence in the culture. Pop culture, Hollywood, education. Let the spirit of the age have all three. And And now their grandchildren are coming to finish the job. Yes. Yes, indeed. And so here we are. Yeah. As Metallica once sang, sad but true. (laughs) That's where we are. All right. We'll come back. The Weekly Prophet of Woe and Lamentation is next. Stay tuned. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show. And if you are a small business owner, especially in light of some of these election results last night, Fed's coming. Feds are coming. You ever donated to a Republican, thought about it once? You ever tweet stop the steal? You ever send a Facebook page alert criticizing things like uh, tranny goodness and uh, CRT? You're on a list. So you never know when, you know, you never know when someone in chartreuse hair and 37 earrings says, you know, that's a nice, that's a nice small business you have there. I've got some human resources issues, and I, I called the feds. Yeah, that's unfortunately the era in which we live. Just make sure uh, that uh, you shut the front door there. If you're a small business owner, human resources uh, costs can be some of the, the largest expenses you face. Heck, a good human resources manager is at least a 70K plus benefit salary in a lot of places these days. That's why you can get help from our friends over at Bambi, created for small business owners just like you. Just like you. You get a dedicated HR manager to help you with all of your personnel needs, your human resource needs. And you can do it month to month so you don't get locked into a long contract. Maybe you know, you, you've got a product and... It goes viral and you can afford someone in-house now. And you're like, I appreciate what Bambi did for me, but now we're going to do this here in-house. Cool. You can say goodbye and move on and enjoy uh, your success. All right. Bambi.com. Bam and B-E-E. B-A-M. B-E-E. Bambi.com is where you want to go right now. Bambi.com slash Steve uh, slash Steve. 
or no, I'm sorry, Bambi.com, type in Steve Dace under podcast. Now I'm confused. All right. This is what four hours of sleep looks like, folks. Reading is fundamental. Bambi.com, type in Steve Dace under podcast when you sign up. All right. And it's only $99 a month when you do. You can't beat it. No long-term deals, only 99 bucks a month. Bambi.com, type in Steve Dace under podcast. Let's get to the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation himself, our good friend, Daniel Horowitz. So I'm, I'm going to not ask any leading questions to lead off and just say your thoughts and, and the floor is yours, my friend. Steve, I am not the prophet of woe and lamentation. I'm the only one who is not engaging in that today. And I, I think I, it's time I deserve credit for it. Um, you know, J- Joseph told the brothers that, you know, what you guys intended for the bad, God regarded it for the good. And I, I've lived through so many times where we won blowout elections, or not we, but the Republican Party, and the opposite winds up happening. And in this case, it's not just that I'm saying, well, the opposite will happen. Before we look at what did happen, why it happened, where we go from here, it's just important to recognize, as pathetic as such an outcome was, given the environment, at the end of the day, the dominance they had in the states they had will be there, assuming Kerry Lake pulls it out and they have that trifecta, but this time with a, a really good governor. They will likely get the House. I mean, Steve, we could talk about 280 seats, 250 seats. We could talk about 51 Senate seats or 54 Senate seats in a body of two-thirds of the Republicans are rhino dirtbags and you need 60 to do anything anyway. Mm-hmm. But the slim majority in the House at the end of the day is the big thing. Meaning if you think that having a legislative backstop, and I say you think because most of what they do is executive, but okay, legislative backstop is what you need, they'll have it. And they'll be better off than we were before the election. It's a shame we couldn't add what should be in a perfect world including in the red column, all these Rust Belt states to trifectas and governorships, but it didn't happen. They still have more than enough states to freaking do what Florida did and still have that. And Biden is still unpopular and it's going to get worse. The economy is going to get worse. Crime's going to get worse. They're still unpopular. We still win on issues when they win on personalities and on elections thanks to the machinery they've built in certain states. So we still have the ability to do all of the things we could have done in the states and a budget fight. And in fact, it's actually better because had they technically had the Senate, which they might even still get, you would have McConnell and 80% of the Senate pissing on the House Republicans and joining with Biden, making fun of their budget bill as they did um, under Trump during the last government shutdown. This is a cleaner fight, actually. Um, tactically, literally, the only thing we lost would be Ron Johnson holding hearings. You know, having the gavel. But, you know, they have that in the House. Now, you might say, well, they're a bunch of dirtbags and rhinos and they won't do anything and they won't have a budget fight and all the other governors won't do a single thing that DeSantis does. Fine, but that's a GOP problem. That's not an right. R versus D electoral loss problem. So my point is that we're, we're not behind, and on some things, we're a little bit ahead, 
And that's before I get to my game theory that I want to slay every idolatry because it reinforces what you know I've always believed. I always believed in the long run we don't have the ability to hold these states. You're not going to be able to run up the score in these states anymore on policy. You're always going to be looking over your shoulder even if you win them. If you, if you understand that blue state America is lost, which that should be abundantly clear, if you understand the federal government is lost, which we need to understand, and that the only solution is make red states red again, and you freaking have a paradigm with Florida to just do it, to get in there, use the machinery of the government, not just to not have it against you, but to be a force for you, for election security, for culture, for education, healthcare, okay? And then all that freaking money that you put into these Stalingrads in states where the Democrats have built this electoral juggernaut, mm -hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars, you could put into all the school boards and all the county councils and all the state legislators and all of the NGOs in the red areas to make it that what they're inevitably going to do at the federal and blue state level anyway does not affect us and we can move to another part of America and not have one man out on a limb, but multiple governors doing that. That has always been my national anthem. I was frankly concerned that a better outcome was going to derail that. It wasn't going to solve anything. Let's face it, they weren't going to fight on any of the issues we wanted them to. I would have tried to have a positive attitude about it, and I was laying the groundwork for that. It wasn't going to happen. So that's where I think it's important to recognize at the end of the day, the, the policies are unpopular and now they do have the House and they still have, except for New Hampshire legislature, all the trifectas they had. You wrote a piece today for Conservative Review. Here's the headline. I'm sorry for the blaze. Here's the headline. Understanding DeSantis, shocking election results and the red state revolution we need. You spoke globally already about, you know, the macro vision that you lay out in this piece. Let's talk specifically about DeSantis. I, I, I just think it's happened so fast. People don't understand. Over the last 50 years, the average presidential election in Florida was decided by less than three points. Florida put urban, put hanging chad in the urban dictionary. It became a noom de plum. It became uh, a, a term, a catchphrase. Everybody knew. Uh, this is the most notorious and expensive swing state in the country. And in three years, he's only been in office for three years. Um, he made the Democrats nearly an endangered species in the state and made it redder than Texas. How did he do this, Daniel? He did it by embracing power, utilizing power, the machinery of governance to not just implement good policies that connect with the people, but to create a self-fulfilling prophecy as the Democrats do in blue states to make it an electoral juggernaut for the other side. And this time without doing shady, you know, things that violate the spirit of the Constitution and Election Day. But the reality is you have to understand what went wrong in the other states. And I'm not going to sit here and say, I got it all figured out because anyone who does, they're lying to you. It, from a political science perspective, it doesn't make any sense. Democrats didn't expect it. I have a friend who lost for lost a state legislative seat in uh, New Hampshire. They were all their polls showed them gaining super majorities, and then they lost the majority in the House completely. And you had no name people that didn't campaign that bumped them off. And one of the things they did is, you know, she lost by 50 votes in her legislative district alone, which is tiny. 
there were 1,100 same-day registrations they brought out at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Hmm. What What is going on is a mixture. It could be many other things. But what I definitely do believe at a minimum is also going on is the blue states are a cultural ju juggernaut. The red states are continuing to get redder or hold. The, the, the states that you need to win a presidential meaning, meaning election. Meaning that Mystery Babylon, there's no rate of inflation that Mystery Babylon says, boy, being in Babylon sucks. They're no. Babylonians. That's what you're, no. you're basically saying. No. They're just Babylonians. Yeah. And that really does play into my Noah's Ark disengagement, national divorce mindset, as opposed to we're going to go and win them back. Um, but it's a mixture of they have found a way in states like New Hampshire, in states like Pennsylvania, the Rust Belt, to an extent in Georgia and Arizona, of remaking the electorate. They did that in 2020, and this didn't it, it didn't expand on it. It fundamentally held it. It shouldn't have, and in any other era, it wouldn't have. They have expanded. They have found a way by hook or by crook, with all of their anomalies. It's not any one factor. They've built a legal structure around their GOTV efforts, and. It, as soon as they got into power last decade in those states, unlike Republicans who didn't do what DeSantis did, they did nothing and whistled past the graveyard and engaged in it. In the case in Arizona, they actually had the trifecta, but a little little squeaky secretary of state was able to upend that whole Republican Party there and, and, and play this game. They broke the elections. It's not even talking about pure election fraud. But just in terms of what they do, they've created a machinery that's going to be very hard to get rid of. I don't care who you nominate for president. Uh, I think you're going to have somewhat of a um, long-term advantage for the GOP, very narrow, to win the House, especially after they remake Ohio and uh, North Carolina, which they will. They won the Supreme Courts there. They'll get a couple extra districts. I think next Senate cycle, you have a very good map that you could potentially get a narrow Senate majority that you could you know, be pretty enduring. Um, you could have dominance in a lot of state governments, but to win a presidential election, they have they, they worked on that for a generation, so it's that. It's the fact that the Republican Party doesn't stand for anything. And mm -hmm. even if we get a handful of good candidates, they can't soar above the clouds. They well, You can have one guy yell, oh, and, and Pfizer killed a bunch of people. But if you don't have a party with a unified message, then often he looks like an extremist. They're able. The party works together with the Democrats to make that guy look like a fool. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. This gets back to DeSantis. Not only did he win, but he used the machinery to create a culture of a refuge where people move to it, where Publix, the big one of the biggest employers there, went along with him on the vaccine issue, where doctors are moving there to practice free market health care and you know alternative health care where his goal is to drive the left out of the state, but also where he has be become an institution unto himself that he's not a Republican. In the eyes of the voters, he is, a he is that third party that we always wanted, that we always wondered, how would that party succeed among those swing voters? Of course, it's trending red. He's an incumbent. Most incumbent Republicans did win, but it's the 20-point margin. It's Tampa, Duval, flipping Palm Beach outright. The very voters that crushed us in New Hampshire, that crushed us in some of those seats in like Kansas City suburbs and Kansas, some of those districts there, and the suburbs in Atlanta and um, the Rust Belt states, they voted for the most right-wing guy. 
And by the way, the Republicans for Congress did not, he didn't have coattails. He got coattails in the state legislature. They got super majorities. They didn't pick up the Palm Beach House seats. I found that very interesting because those voters <laughs> don't like the Republican Party and they never will. The Republican Party is all liability and no promise for us. It's time we engage in introspection on our entire strategy and our entire relationship with this party. DeSantis is the blueprint. I literally have 30 seconds, but I have to get this on the air. Kaylee McEnany, former White House spokeswoman, just said on Fox about an hour ago that Trump should delay his presidential announcement until after the Georgia runoff, should stay out of Georgia during the runoff, and DeSantis should go instead. Your thoughts not on her opinion, but the person saying this. I think last night was that watershed that we thought wouldn't happen. The contrast is too palpable. You can't miss what the guy did because the very weaknesses, both in terms of governance that created the electoral juggernaut of the blue states and the appeal to the demographics that we got crushed with, he persevered with. And there's just no way to make the case that Trump is better than him. And I think most people are going to fall in line with that. But I will tell you, as the biggest DeSantis supporter around, talking about DeSantis for president now does not address any of what I just said. Right on. Good stuff, my friend. Good to see you as always. All right. Take care. Speak to you later. You bet. Daniel brought to you by our friends over at Rough Greens. Uh, chances are your pet's food was stripped of all the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients, or at least some of them, that your pet needs the most because they do that to a lot of the people food that we eat these days. That's why we have to buy so many supplements to supplement what we have lost. Now there is now one for your pet as well. It's called Rough Greens. It's the powder you mix in with your pet's food to restore it to its full balance of vitamins, minerals, nutrients, antioxidants, etc. But you might be wondering, what if I mix this into my pet's food and he thinks it's terrible? And what if there really, really isn't a difference? Uh, and, you know, in, in my pet's attitude, health, et cetera, it's not like I need, you know, more money uh, out the door. We agree. That's why we're offering the first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free. It's on us. You pay for the shipping, the lesser charge. But we pick up the bigger expense right now when you go to roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F for roughgreens.com, or call them at 833-ROUGH-DOG. All right, gentlemen, your thoughts on the conversation we had with Daniel or anything else here in the final 90 seconds? So this... Daniel put some meat on the bones of something that I kind of mentioned to Todd before the show. And thing, one, one thing that could be optimistic, what is the reason why Republicans didn't have more support than they did really ac- across the country? Is it because we're just mind-numbingly gone? Probably that's what it is. It's, we're probably gone. But it could be, it could be, and this would explain a few things. The people just don't like normal milk toast. Republicans. That would explain that would explain the result in Kansas, where you have a firebrand conservative who won uh, his AG race while the governor, the Democrat governor, was reelected. If it's for that reason that I have no, I'm just not going to vote instead of po- affirmatively voting for the Democrats, I'm just not going to vote for the Republican. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Todd? We thought this election was something we were going to do to avoid the Thanos snap. Daniel's take is the snap happened. Let's just be honest with it and move forward from there. And that happened in the movie, and they still got a big win. So I think that's the difference. Great stuff, both of you. Uh, We'll be back at it tomorrow. 
uh, noon to 2 Eastern right here on Blaze TV. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.